from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. A final poll before the election from Quinnipiac University is providing hope in Ohio for Democrats. Details from Tracy Townsend. The final poll of likely voters in Ohio shows Joe Biden leading President Trump 47 to 43 percent. It also shows Biden leading in Florida 47 to 42 percent and nationally by 11 points. 47 percent of likely voters in Ohio view Biden favorably and 46 percent view him unfavorably. 42 percent view Trump favorably and 51 percent view him unfavorably. Ohio has picked the winning candidate in every presidential election since 1964. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. Ohio could be flirting with a record for voter turnout today. Mark Namick has the details. Secretary of State Frank LaRose said he is predicting possibly record turnout of 75% or more. You got to go back to 1992 in the race between Bill Clinton and George H.W. Bush to find that kind of turnout, which was close to 77%. That's stunning. Thank you, Mark. Four years ago, 71% of Ohio's registered voters cast a ballot. Barring unexpected difficulties, a big chunk of Ohio's election results should be in shortly after the polls close at 7.30 tonight. Rachel Polanski explains. Unlike states where absentee votes are tallied last, Secretary of State Frank LaRose tells me Ohio counts them first. We can start processing our absentee votes really as soon as they come in and have those ballots scanned and ready to tabulate as soon as the polls close on election night. That's a very different process than our neighboring states like Pennsylvania, where they cannot begin processing ballots until election day. Reporting in Lake County, I'm Rachel Polanski. And while ballots are being cast around Ohio for president, there are also votes being cast for two seats on the Ohio Supreme Court and numerous local races and issues. ONN's Dave James reports. Voters will also decide a number of congressional races, including one in the Cincinnati area between Democrat Kate Schroeder and 12-term Republican Congressman Steve Shabbat. In a race for state representative southeast of Columbus, former Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder, who refused to step aside from his re-election bid despite facing charges in a $60 million bribery scheme, is squaring off against four write-in candidates. Dave James, I went in news. In suburban Columbus, Ohio's second-in-command says the voting process seems to be going well from a safety standpoint during the pandemic. Tracy Townsend has more. Lieutenant Governor John Husted and his wife Tina voted this morning. Husted says as he voted, he made sure to keep COVID-19 in mind. As somebody who spends uh, every day on the virus, you know, I'm always watching to make sure that everything's being done safely. I think you know, everyone had their masks on, everyone was following the rules and doing their best. So I think given all we're facing, I, th- I thought that everybody was doing a great job. And you may recall the Lieutenant Governor was formerly the Secretary of State. I'm Tracy Townsend. Voters in Franklin County were checked in with old-fashioned paper poll books today because the electronic system that checks the status of a voter to make sure they don't vote more than once could not be updated last night. Secretary of State Frank LaRose said earlier today he did not want voters to be discouraged. In elections, everything has a contingency plan, so they were able to switch over to the old three-ring binders that have been used in Ohio for decades to check voters in, and that process is flowing smoothly now at all of those voting locations here in Franklin County. Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown served two terms as Ohio Secretary of State and says in the grand scheme of things, this is not that big of a deal. Uh, the poll books it used to be paper, not online, of course, and they know how to do it. So 
it might slow things down a tad, but it's not cause for real concern. There's no fraud there. The only complication, election officials say it did increase the wait time to vote and led to lines snaking around and behind the Board of Elections location in Franklin County. Ohio broke its daily record for COVID-19 cases again today, surpassing 4,000 new cases for the first time as a record number of Ohioans remained hospitalized from the virus. According to the Columbus Dispatch, the record 4,229 new cases came as Ohioans went to the polls to cast their ballots. The figure breaks the state's previous daily record of more than 3,800 newly reported cases, which was set Friday. The new cases bring the statewide total to more than 226,000 cases. For the second day in a row, Ohio also broke its record for current hospitalizations, with 1,960 hospitalized. Of those, 509 patients were in the ICU, and 263 were on ventilators. Some health officials around the state say that in the face of steadily increasing COVID-19 cases, it may be time for a new game plan. ONN's Kevin Landers spoke with Columbus Public Health Director Dr. Myshika Roberts. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Ohioans have heard this for nearly eight months, yet the number of COVID-19 cases continues to climb. I think we have to find different messengers to share that message. I think people um, might be tired of hearing from public health. Um, They may even be tired from hearing from their elected officials. That's part of the goal behind the governor's COVID defense team, to bring more voices to the table, to bring a new voice to the fight against COVID. That's what we have to do is figure out who the best messenger is for this population to get the point across. We've got the Columbus Public Health, Kevin Landers. A jury in Cleveland found a man guilty of involuntary manslaughter but acquitted him of murder in connection with the death of a four-year-old boy whose body was found in three trash bags in September 2017. That jury found 38-year-old Romaine Tolbert guilty of involuntary manslaughter, among other charges, in the death of Eliezer Ruiz. Tolbert's wife, Joanne Vega, was also charged in connection with Ruiz's death. She took a plea bargain that included a reduction of her charges in exchange for testifying against Tolbert. Ruiz was the son of a friend of Vega's and came into the couple's care in 2016. Tolbert and Vega gave conflicting testimony about when and how Ruiz died. Tolbert faces up to 20 years in prison. And workers at the Coca-Cola bottling company in North Toledo are on strike. Tracy Townsend has more with union representative Tim Brown. Dozens of members with Teamsters Local 20 started striking at 12.01 yesterday morning. The union says the biggest concerns are the cost of health care and minimum wages to offset that cost. We're looking for a fair contract uh, for all involved. The sticking points that we're at now are an increased health care cost and minimal wage increases to offset that. In a statement, Coca-Cola says it is disappointed with the strike and says it has put forth a very fair and equitable offer. The company also says it has a plan to prevent interruptions to business operations. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.